Today is October 16th. The ALCS started last night in NL tonight. And like every October, storylines galore. Can be dry for Buckos fans, but this one in particular we can take part in. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, how's it going? I almost went for it. <laughs> what's, what's, what's up? What's up? It's ridiculous how many times I call you and we go there. Oh, yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, like, that's one of those things that just never left that commercial. Never no. left. No. Dude, we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. A lot of really cool things, uh, for me, anyway. Um, I like kind of jumping in and talking about the postseason and general baseball from time to time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... The 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 brave series ends right. Oh, we wife, gotta hear wife this. Wife had to wife had to be at work. She's at work. Soon as the outs made, I get a phone call. It's oh. Facetime. Boom. I was like, "Hey, are you calling to say raise it?" <laughs> she said, "I just want to be a little clear on what I meant." Oh, I like, no, oh no, we no. backpedaling. We backpedaling. She said, "I I will be a Pirates fan, which means I won't say anything." negative about the pirates next year but i'm still gonna be a braves fan too i was <laughs> like yeah but they're your number two team next year no i just i'm gonna root for the pirates to win i was like yeah, i feel like you're backpedaling a little <laughs> so either way either way i don't care i'm winning i'm i still win the the uh going to the pirates home opener rather than the braves home opener so yeah yeah ultimately that's a big win yeah, that's the biggest one. Yeah. I wondered how that was going to play out. <laughs> but uh, like immediately, you immediately did see, FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, you did see that I cut that up and posted it, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I that's cut that hilarious. up. So it's on the internet. I mean, it was already on the internet, but it's specifically <laughs> on the internet. So that's awesome. Well, uh, let's see. A couple things here. Buck's old friend, Jeff Bannister. Coaching with the D-backs right now. He's headed to the NLCS. As we saw, the Diamondbacks are going up against the Philadelphia Phillies in the NLCS this year. That starts, it's Monday, right? It's Monday. That starts tonight. (laughs) Two wild card teams trying to make their way to the World Series. Another little preview there of what we're going to talk about. In the AL, it's Banny's old team, the wild card, Texas Rangers will play their in-state Texas state rivals and in-division rivals, the Houston Astros, who are playing in their seventh straight championship series. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, That one started Sunday night. So um, just as a precursor, I guess, to the the episode here, um, we are recording this on Saturday night. We always got to say that, right? Mm-hmm. We're recording this on Saturday night, so we don't actually don't know what happened on Sunday night for the first game. So it's Verlander 
going up against Montgomery, who I said in last week's show, if you didn't listen to last week's show, there's two of them to listen to. There's ours, having the guys from Michael and Ed from 412 uh, Double Play Podcast on our episode, and then it was a two-parter. We we also were on their episode, and so we did a recap. We did a forward-looking episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen to either of those two, go back, listen to them on you know one and a half speed or whatever. Get caught up. So uh, I did say that Jordan Montgomery should be a target, and I'm sure we'll talk about that further on. Um, before I before we get into what we're going to talk about, we are going to talk. Let's just say this: we're going to talk about. The postseason in general, um, and and some other things too. Actually, some other things too. Um, I, I have it in my notes here. I'm having a hard time finding it. Playoff format, 162 game season, roster strategies, what we can expect from the Pirates and other teams uh, to build a team for an upcoming season. Just in general, having those types of discussions. Um, what moves to make, what not to make, stuff like that. And what does a good season look like? And how many teams get an opportunity to have a good season? Um, some serious baseball talk tonight. I'm so excited about this. And uh, stick around, honestly. I like this conversation. And there are other people having this conversation as well. Um, if you guys listen to a lot of different Pirates podcasts, we have a, by the way, we had 412 on last week. Um, cool dudes. First time we've gotten an, uh, an opportunity to really interact with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I say one-to-one, -one, but I guess two to two. Um, but like, you know, cool dudes. Um, we've got, a, I don't know what other fan bases have as far as podcasts and a, and a podcast community, but like for a team like the pirates who, you know, not recent rich history, sure, <laughs> rich history, not so much recent. We've got a pretty good community of podcasts. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, we didn't know if we were going to talk about this stuff because it is national. It's getting some buzz. It's also getting some conversations even in our little community of podcasts. Um, NS9 Live had a discussion Wednesday night about it. Uh, Gary and Jim on the fan forum talked about it on their show this week. Um and they each had their like ways that they went about kind of talking about it. So we wanted to we wanted to kind of have our conversation about it too. Um, and it goes back to the the complaints or the concerns about the um, about the postseason structure in general. And yeah. I think we can save. I think the conversation is. Is, is already out there, right? So I think most of you who are listening, you probably already know what's going on. It's It starts with the conversation around the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Orioles getting bounced with a total of one win among all three teams. Um, the Astros were the other team with a first-round bye. And so all the questions start. And it started last year, and it continued this year and really kind of amplified this year because there are three teams that won a hundred games and they're all out in the first yeah. round and only one game amongst the three were one was one anyway. But I would say this also stretches uh, our part of the conversation here. It's also going to stretch into San Diego and New York Mets, not even making the postseason. 
Um, we're going to get into the postseason structure as a whole. We'll get into that later. But for now, I want to focus on the discussion about going all in. And this goes, you know, San Diego and New York Mets. Going all in versus uh, maybe what was what was said in Seattle about uh, uh, winning 54% of their games over a 10-year span and what that looks like. And we I don't think we really had that. Did we have that discussion last week? I know we kind of... We, we touched on it, but I don't think we went into it because we had so much that we were yeah. talking about. But um, if you don't know about that, it's, look it up. It's Seattle, Jerry Depoto, um, uh, what's his name? Kyle Raleigh had, Kyle a, had a comment about we didn't go all in kind of a thing. And, and then that was a response. There's been an apology, all that stuff. I think it's all kind of, but it, they're never going to forget about that. Right. Um, but we're going to kind of start uh, here. And get a couple things out of the way here, because uh, we do have to set some things up on, on where we're going to go with our conversation here. And I'll ask you first, mm-hmm. do you think that the extended layoff or the break um, affects the teams who've had a first round buy? Is it actually a disadvantage? You know, and, and I've, I've thought about this multiple different times and my initial reaction is absolutely uh your your timing gets off you're you're playing simulated games you're trying you're doing what you can but it's just not the same mm-hmm. um hmm. but at the same time like i see what other people are saying like rest get your guys healthy the biggest part of it for me isn't the fact that they have had this layoff or this so-called break. The biggest aspect of it for me is the guy, the the team that is coming in to that series is riding momentum already. They already got a chance to get that postseason started and get that momentum going forward. And you got to try to just hit the ground running with this team that has all the momentum. Those are That's literally tough. those are literally the two things that I have on my list of like you lose the speed of the game. How did you word it? Because that's how I wanted to word it. Uh, the timing and the time, yeah, yeah, things like that. But but the speed of the game in general, mm-hmm. um, which timing is really a lot of that, and the momentum um, that that the that the team coming in gets. And I will say this. Uh, the, Speed of the game, your timing, your timing as far as hitting, um, right. you can still get that. Live BP, you can get that. Not even, you know what I mean? So for me, it's the speed of the game, the way that a game goes, but it's also like the feel of a game that I wonder by playing simulated games, are you kind of saying like, wow, we're back to spring training and maybe get lackadaisical because of it? Right. You can't recreate atmosphere. I wonder if the simulated games is actually maybe a bad move for that reason, because you kind of play some relaxed games where maybe you shouldn't do that for the momentum. I'll argue like that's on you, man. How do you not momentum is psychological. How do you not create a narrative in your clubhouse to keep momentum, to feel good that like we put ourselves in this situation you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there should be, I think there has to be, and that's maybe something that needs to be learned. 
Somebody's got to figure out that secret sauce, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it is totally outweighed by getting rest. You got a little soreness. I mean, we just went through August and September. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. give me some rest. I will take it, especially because these teams that won 100 games, they were pushing. Mm-hmm. You don't win 100 games and take two weeks off at the end of the year. Like, you you probably kept playing. You may have given some rest, but use that. That rest, that soreness, any injuries that you have that maybe you weren't going to have a guy, but now you have a guy. But to me, the biggest, the two biggest things are you get to line up your starting pitching. And the problem with Atlanta and with and with LA, the Dodgers, is their starters did not, they didn't perform. Specifically, Strider, Kershaw. I mean, everybody for the Dodgers. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't come out and do their job. And maybe the hitters being out of that timing means I can't come back from a six-run deficit in the first inning. But the problem is, is you had the opportunity to not have that. Because pitching, the speed of the game, the, and you you can attest to this, mm-hmm. pitching is nothing but a benefit for having days off. There is absolutely zero like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not in the field for it. No, 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 no. You're a pitcher, and you mm-hmm. pitch 30 starts, you want rest. Yeah. And so 100% lining up that starting pitch. But the biggest thing for me is if I get a buy, I have a 100% chance of making it to the division series. And if I don't, I only have a 50% chance. I will take a 100% chance of getting into that next round 100% of the time before I would choose to not have a buy. Like you're just setting yourself up to be at a disadvantage because what if you don't make it? <laughs> I get that. But I, I mean, I don't know. Who were the two division winners? Okay, to be fair, the Twins did make it to the next round. But the yeah. Brewers did not. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, and quite frankly, I, I didn't think the Twins were going to. I thought the Blue Jays would beat the Twins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So technically, the better team in that series still didn't make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the Brewers had more wins than the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks moved on. And the the Blue Jays had more wins than the Twins, and the Twins moved on. So, yeah, you're not guaranteed that division series. Right. And anything can happen in a three-game series. Anything can happen in a five-game series. Like the, We'll get into that. We'll get into that. So I I can see that. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to change your mind here. I'm just saying, like, I actually don't think it's a disadvantage. I think it's always an advantage to just be in the next spot, to have your starters lined up, and they have to perform in, in a tournament. And that's all it is. That's all there is to it. Is there a problem with how many teams are in the postseason? <laughs> Let's just go there. We know that that will never change. Once you no. once you do it, they're there. You'll never get them back. It's always Everything is always worth a discussion to me. Uh, that's what sports are for, so we can have discussions about it. So knowing that they can never go back, I just want to know your quick opinion here. Did we take it one team too far or two teams too far when we added the second wild card? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're already there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask one more that I'm gonna that I'm gonna throw into here just for you. Um, and this is a quick one, so we can move into this. Do you have a problem? with 
the format right now? And and like simply because we'll talk about it, but simply yes or no. Like, do you actually say, uh, yeah, I have I have a, I have a problem with it? Yeah, you do. Okay, I actually don't. I think it's been really fun. I think it's exciting. Um, and, and maybe maybe as we get into this, because I've got some things. Maybe as we get into this, you might say, hmm, if they did that, I won't have a problem with it. But we'll see. I don't know. Because there are some things uh, that I will say in this. And, and just to see, um, I, 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 will say, I will ask you this, though. Is it better than the one-game wildcard? Yeah. Okay. Any pirate fan who doesn't say, yeah, I question your, <laughs> your fandom. If you think that you'd rather a 100-team win get a bye than playing that we were better than the Giants and the Cubs those years. I'll just say that. Yeah. We were better. Okay, so let's talk about 54%, and I'm just using that as a buzzword, versus going all in. Um, all of this postseason stuff kind of opens the, the the situation where teams know that if they can aim for 85 wins with their roster constructions um, or 54%, which is actually like 87%, uh, which is 87 wins. I mean, um, but that 54% was over a 10-year period. Uh, that he, that His quote, you know. Yeah. But they can keep that roster and that goal year in and year out. 85 wins. 85 wins. That's our goal. With never going for it. And like, meaning going for it like within a window. Right. And then going sure. all in, putting cash in all your chips, all that, whatever all the cliches are. If we have a good year, we're closer to 90 wins uh, and we get in. If we have a bad year, we're closer to 500 and we don't get in versus we got a chance. Let's go. Our window's opening. Let's sign three major free agents this offseason and let's go all in. Right. Or deadline, boom, show hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, as an example. Yeah. So we let's let's take a look at a couple of these things here for uh for the fans. If if you say 54%, let's just go down that path. We all know what it we all know what it means to go all in. That's what we all um you know, it's what we all we, we understand what that means. But for the fans, they get to they get to see if they if they go that way, if they do this 85 win, this 54%, all this stuff. Um, they get to see a competitive team all summer, every summer. If things go well, you have a shot at a World Series sooner or later. Is this okay? I'll ask. I mean, I'll, let me let me let me take it one step here before you answer, just so I can, just so I can kind of go there. Um, you know, would you like the Pirates to compete every single year? but refuse to buy to open that serious window. Um, and I'll say this, uh, because I know I'm putting you on the spot to answer all the questions first, and I will probably do keep doing it. So I want to jump in here and give you a little... I'm kind of undecided on this right now, so I don't really know where I'm at, um, and I want to put that out there first. Because um, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm just This is just the discussion. Even if you open a window and you screw up your system and your situation to make a big push. You spend so much money that maybe they have to back. I don't really understand. Spending money to me is like that 
it's not like you have to back that money back down later. Like you, if you spend money and you win games, you're going to have more people and you're going to sell more. You know what I mean? Like you should be able right. to sustain that. Right. However, um, we do know that the A's were in the red for a long time. So maybe, <laughs> maybe the pirates would be too. I don't know. But the thing is, is the big thing is, is like making those trades, dumping <laughs> your whole system and you know what I mean? And not having anything after that. There's no guarantee of anything. The Padres and the Mets are, they, I mean, they were basically bad teams this year. I mean, the Padres had a little run late, right? But you get the point. The yeah. Angels have had two of the top five players in the game on their team year in and year out, and they can't even get in the postseason. So sometimes I wonder, you know, like what it means and what your definition of going all in really is and and how you how you push for that. I asked this question to Katie earlier today. And I just wanted to know, like, let's somebody who's not sitting here looking at the stuff that we look at all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she actually said she'd rather see good baseball every year with a chance for something special to happen in any given year. She said that's what she would prefer because she's like, I hate in July being like, yeah, but we're rebuilding. So we'll get better in three years. And she's like, I don't like that. I'd much rather be like, hey, we're playing good baseball. Maybe we get hot. Maybe there's like a small piece we can add. Um, you know, oh, you know, we're a little bit down this year because O'Neill Cruz got hurt. But, hey, we got a guy putting together a season like Corbin Carroll just put together. You know what I'm saying? The way that he yeah. made an impact on this team. You know, things like that. And then just have that ebbs and flows of, yeah, we never actually go all in. But, like, dude, the Diamondbacks won 84 games this year. They haven't lost yet. Right. Jim on the Pirates fan form would rather see a team make a serious push. Open a window, put all your chips in, go all in, and then rebuild later. And and I will say this. If you do that, you will need to rebuild later. Right. There is no possible – say what you want. There's no way to do it without that. There's no way to do the window – thing without doing the rebuild thing it will happen right some teams have the financial resources to make that window bigger but even i mean the astros we just said seven straight they did the rebuild they were really bad for four or five years the orioles yeah. just won 100 there we talk about them all the time and so on so now where are you at do you have a preference are you still torn i'm a little bit torn i i think i'd rather see competitive baseball year in, year out. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, oh boy. The, uh, I'm having a Charlie horse right now, playing some <laughs> softball tonight. It feels great, but I'm going to power through this and say that <laughs> depends on your definition of all in. Okay. Because no, I'm not selling the farm. Yeah. And, and and setting myself back that far. But at the same time, making additions is definitely in the cards. So the Pirates right now, as far as what we can see, now we don't know. We know that Neil Huntington was all about sustainability. He wants to be a good team year in and year out. He never wanted to, to send all our pieces away, but he also never really went out and added a bunch and – he, he tried to keep people here. He tried to keep a consistent window open and hope that we get hot. Mm -hmm. 
We don't know what Sherrington's necessarily going to do, but right now, just like any GM taking over in a position like this, they're going to rebuild first. Because if yeah. he thinks that he can accomplish that, he probably doesn't think he can accomplish it yet. He's going to have to build it first. Right. And so right now, it appears the Pirates are drought and window, like rebuild, open a window, rebuild, open a window. The first rebuild took 20 years. We get that. <laughs> but we opened a window in 13, 14, and 15. And this team, with Huntington there, they went for it. They made trades at the deadline. They went out and they signed a Russell Martin for two or three years. They went out and got A.J. Burnett. They they traded for Marlon Bird and Morneau down the line. And yes, even the terrible Chris Archer trade in the minds of the people who made the trade thought that that was a push. You know what I'm saying? They thought that mm -hmm. that was a move that was going to put them up, not down. Um, and you can, you can say, like, that's wild. But they didn't think in their heads when they made this trade, they were like, I'm hoping I crush everything here. I hoping, right. I'm hoping that we destroy this organization. No, they really believed in it. It was uh, bad evaluation, bad mm -hmm. execution, right? However, they believed in it when they did it. And they did it for a reason to push, to actually build the team up. And like I said, you can disagree with it, but <laughs> that's the reason. And so that's kind of like, do you agree that the Pirates went for it? Or was it like, ah, they pretended to go for it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I think they went for it, for sure. I mean, if you're willing to, if you're willing to part ways with, with a, a guy like Austin Meadows, who didn't turn out to be the player in the long run that every, that we all thought he was going to be, but we were very high on Austin Meadows. Yeah. And he was for a minute. He was a yeah. very good player. He for still had 30 homers. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, I mean, they obviously thought there was more to Chris Archer than what there was. Right. In their mind, they were going for it. Did it come back and completely bite us in the butt? Absolutely. It was a terrible trade. Don't trade with the Rays. <laughs> um it's just, but I think they were going for it. I think they were making that push, trying to get the right guys, didn't pan out. And that's my problem with going all in, is if you are wrong, you blew it up for nothing. Yeah. So let's go one step further. Dodgers, Braves, and Orioles won 100 games. One and done. Uh, the Dodgers and Braves did this for the second straight season. Last mm -hmm. year, the Yankees, who won 99, topped the Guardians, and they... Uh, and they were beat by the 106 win Astros, obviously, because they won the World Series. The Mets won the wild card. Um, no, the Mets won the wild card, but they won 101 games and were bounced in the first round, right, with the 101 Braves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the Rays won 86 games. They were the new bottom wild card team. Last year was the same format. They were the new bottom wild card team. And if they would have done this one year before they did it, the Reds would have been in with 83 wins. Um, so what was all that mean? 50% of the teams who got a bye did not move on last season. So 50% did too. <laughs> Say, this year only 25% moved on. Uh, do we care? Do we care that those teams didn't move on? I mean, kind of. I Why? mean, you got you to show up and you got to play the games and that's what baseball is. 
And that's why baseball is just a little bit different than most of the other sports because anything can happen on any day. Uh, yeah. Which, I, I can, think... which can happen in the other sports, but right. it's less less often. I get it. But um, yeah, but that's but that's any of them. You you gotta show up and see, play. The games. You wanna see but you want to see the better the best teams at the end of the season. Okay. And that's yeah, and that's gonna be that was something that um that Jim Rosati said on NS9 Live. He said the same sort of thing. He's like, Yeah, you get these Cinderella teams in March Madness, and I'll get to that later, but um but then in the end you end up with these two teams that maybe aren't premier matchups you know what i'm saying i actually don't care and i don't care because that's how this works right because we understand that this is what tournament and I, i'm going to use that word intentionally i know it's a playoff or it's the postseason um but i'm going to use the word tournament because that's what this is and mm -hmm. a tournament you could play with the same exact teams you could play it 10 times and there will be different results all the way through that's just the way it goes. That's a tournament-style thing, and that's everybody. Every sport does that. Um, but that's how this works. Less than a month ago, the Kansas City Royals went to Houston and swept the Astros. And that was just five days after the Astros beat the Royals in Kansas City in Game 3 to avoid being swept by the Royals. So you're talking about a matter of, like, you know, eight days or whatever – they lost five out of six to the Royals. Yeah. And the Astros are clearly a better team. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But that's it. Who cares? Play better, they say, which is the ridiculous argument, this whole thing. You don't like being bounced in the first round? Play better. And I think, like, well, that that's kind of dumb because <laughs> and, – and it's not dumb. Like, it's not – I know that, like, people are going to say that. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, like, they, they did play better. They've already played better. We have a 162-game season to decide who's better. Yeah. And the, Ast the, the, the Royals lost 100 games, and the Astros won 90, okay? The Astros did play better than the Royals. But this is a tournament, and this is what happens in a tournament. The postseason is like that. I don't feel bad for 100-win teams getting beat by 85-win teams because it happens a lot. The Royals lost 106. I have it written here. They lost 106 this year. But technically, in September, they won a series against Chicago in Chicago. Then they hosted the Astros and won that series. Then they swept Cleveland, went to Houston and swept the Astros. That's four straight series that the Royals, the 106-loss Royals, Four straight. Now, not all of those are playoff caliber teams, but technically, if you let the Royals into this playoff, they have a chance of actually doing that and going far. <laughs> Even a 106-loss team, they all they have to do is get hot. They have yeah. a chance. You put the Pirates in this, in this bracket, and they have a chance of doing this. Play this out 10 times. Maybe one of them, they go all the way, but at least in one of those, they'll make a run. Yeah. Because that's just baseball. So let's talk about the postseason. Let's talk about 162. Random, right? Crapshoot. All these things that people are talking about the postseason. Um, in my opinion, getting into this tournament should be a reward. A secondary chance for those teams who just missed being the best team to take a shot for some glory. 
Say they had an injury that lost them a few games uh, under the team that finished ahead of them or something like that. Now they get a chance to win something that they didn't win in the regular season. Instead, baseball, largely because of our culture, has adopted the format of other sports where the World Series is the season instead of the postseason. And do I not like it? I guess is the next. No, I actually <laughs> think I think it's awesome. I love the postseason. Yeah. I will say though, we already know who the best teams are. The best teams are the Braves and the Orioles. Those are the best teams. Mm-hmm. Both of them got dipped in the first or got uh, lost in the first round, but they are they are already the best teams. We don't have to have that discussion. A hundred and sixty two games decide that for us. Because yeah. you have to do it. And we're only saying they were the best teams in 2023. I'm not, nobody can tell you, well, on paper, this is the best team. Well, that's an opinion. Because in 2023, the Braves and the Orioles were the best teams. They had the best yeah. season, right? Now, somebody else will have the best postseason. Mm-hmm. So I'm not changing anything about the tournament itself. I, it's great. I'm ha- I, I've been enjoying even even all the sweeps in the first round is like, yeah, but it's it's three games like it's fine. Right. Um, so for one reason, they it won't change. We know it won't change. <laughs> but two, I just think it's awesome. I will say this, though. Something should change in how we celebrate and award the teams who've won the NL and AL and they should be crowned the best team in the NL and AL, respectively. Right. I think the World Series does not have to be downplayed, right? Both are awesome. Um, We have to boost the recognition of the team who wins the most games in the regular season. You get to hang a banner saying you were the best team. Not just I won my division. No, 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 no. You won the National League regular season. I'm sure that there are smart people who will figure out a really cool way to say it. (laughs) But they've got to do it. There's a regular season champ and a postseason champ. Yeah. And I think that that, that. I think that's a great thing because you might say, even in the regular season, you might say, man, if we didn't have to go, if we didn't have to go those two months without our three hitter, we probably could have finished ahead of those guys. I want one more chance. Now that he's healthy, I want one more chance to to for glory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it would even further amplify a team who wins both ends of that. The thing is, is like, if you think about it, baseball was National League, American League, and you got to the end, and the the team who had the most wins won. They won the pennant. Yeah. (laughs) It was over. And they were the best team. And then they were like, wouldn't this be really cool if the winner of your league and the winner of our league got together for a world's championship? Right, mm-hmm. and they played what a nine-game World Series, War- World's Series. Right, they they threw the S in there, <laughs> apostrophe S. And the thing is, is like that was really fun and cool. Those teams were already the champs of the American League, of the National League. Right, right. So then it got to a point where we said, okay, we've got an East and a West, and you're going to win the East or the West, and then play a National League Championship Series. We like this series; it's good for fans it's good for drama and the fact that like these other sports are doing these tournaments 
And so baseball's like, people really like these things. So we're going to start doing it, right? Why not? Mm -hmm. That's how you grow the game. I'm a, I'm a for it. And so they do it. They they have a national, you know, the Pirates were back playing the, the Reds and the Braves of the West in the championship series to see who goes to the World Series. And that's probably when it started, right? Although mm -hmm. I, I do think that if you won that championship series and you won the pennant, winning the pennant was a big deal. As it should be. But now winning the pennant still is, is encapsulated in the tournament. And you've got to make it through three rounds before you're the, a pennant winner, right? And I mm -hmm. really think that the regular season, maybe that should be who wins the pennant. The Braves and the Orioles won the pennant this year. Now, we have a postseason tournament that happens after the regular season. That's why it's called the postseason, not a playoff right. like every... I mean, it is a playoff, right? But we call it the postseason. And like I said, that's changed over the years because of what we've adopted and what we... And, I, and like I said, I still like it all. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. trying to find a way that if we're going to keep playing 162, these other sports play 80. These other sports, sports play 17 games. Mm-hmm. You could very easily, specifically in the NFL, like you could very easily say like, oh, well, our quarterback was hurt for four weeks, so we snuck into the playoffs this year. You know what I'm saying? But then yeah. you made your run and you said, yeah, but I think we were that good all year, but we just didn't, you know, we didn't do it. And there's so many things that can happen in a matter of 17 games that could change your whole season. Like, oh, we were way better than nine and seven or whatever it would be now. Nine and eight, nine, nine 10 and eight, 10 and seven. I don't, my goodness, 10 and seven. Let's go that. We were way <laughs> better math. than, yeah, math is, well, I'm just so used to the 16 game season <laughs> that I get confused. Anyway, right, right, right. Old dog, new tricks, right? <laughs> 10 and seven, we're way better than a 10 and seven team, but we had this, you know what I mean? In baseball, yeah. those things just kind of work themselves out. Just like the Pirates started 20 and 8. They're not a 20 right. and 8 team. It works itself out. There's mm -hmm. enough games that it works itself out. And I just think if you're going to keep putting teams in, mm -hmm. then just don't play 162. Take it down to 130. And who wants that to happen? Well, they can't because of records. They can't do it. Right. But you're you're devaluing that 162. You're you're it is no longer important. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. that's what's creating this. All we have to do is get in, man. We don't have to go all in. All we have to do is get in because ultimately there's only one team that wins. And that's what I said at the beginning. How many teams actually get an opportunity to have a good year? Did the Braves have a good year? What do Braves fans think? I mean, there are probably half of them are like, yeah, we had a great year, man. Just missed out at the end. And the other half's like, no, championship or bust. So like a lot of them are getting used to this. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm basically living in Braves country now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of Braves fans who's like, yeah, we'll win a hundred games and then we're going to lose in the first round. They're just getting used to it. And it's, I don't know, kind of sad. It's not sad. I mean, they're still a great team. They're winning 100 games. Right. No, I mean, it's kind of sad that the fan base is just like, I mean, this is what happens. Well, yeah, I guess if they're mad about it, you know what I'm saying? If they're like, yeah, we don't, we're mad about it. You won 100 games, bro. Just enjoy it. You're <laughs> right. a great team. Yes, you fell short in the tournament, but we need to do something about that. 
They need to get away. Uh, they need to get away to value that regular season thing. They need to say, whoever has the best record in the National League won the NL pennant. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back to that. Give them something to hang up, not just a division winner. Come on. It's bigger than that. Yes, you get your division winner. Yeah. But I want to say, no, I was number one. And imagine what that does to a team who says, oh, that's the champions. Like, you're the champions of the National League. And then that gets you advantages in the tournament, in the postseason, right? It gets you advantages there, like a bye. But you also get an opportunity to win that too and sweep the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally am on board with that. All right, so let's go to the next step here. Let's have a little bit of fun. We know nothing will change. Um... But I will subscribe to one thing here. Make the, specifically those teams, right? Those two teams that get a buy, specifically them. But let's make home, home, te- home field advantage real. Let's make the higher seed, being the higher seed, winning more games in the regular season, let's make it a real deal. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's force teams to not wait for the deadline to push for a championship. Let's make them do it in the offseason. And the only way to do that is to not play four months without your best team. Go get it in the offseason. Make your trades, make your signings in the offseason, and push. Let's let's win as many because we want to get to that pennant. We want that first-round buy. So here's what I got for you. All right? Follow with me here, everybody. Here's what I got for you. Here's my proposal. Everybody's making their proposal to changes. You're not going to take any less teams. It's not going to happen. You can never take that away. Once they add a team, they're never going anywhere. Wild card round. First round is one or two games with a king seat set up. The higher seed is home both games, just like they do now, but they only have to win one. The lower seed has to double dip the higher seed. So it's like a three-game series, but you get a 1-0 lead, right? And this way, if all you have to do is when it's at the end of the year and you're saying like, oh, I'm, you know, but I already got it. I already, I'm already in, so I don't need to pass up that next wild card. But no, you need to push to pass up that next wild card team because if not, you've already lost the game. So you're going right. to push all the way to the end. Better baseball all the way to the end. You don't want that disadvantage. You have to right. push for that. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins that goes to the divisional round. The divisional round, it's a round of five. Um. If there are any in-division teams, I don't care how the... You can set up the bracket. Your matchups your matchups are going to be seeded. They're always going to be seeded, whoever plays who. Unless, when you get to the division round, if there are two teams in the same division, like Houston and Texas, they have to play in the division round. Now, the only time this doesn't work is if there's three, right? And then you right. just seed it. And then you say, top seed plays bottom seed of who's left. Not a format, but it's of who's left. So just like in football, the second round isn't decided until the first round's over. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So all of that is, you can figure all that out, but it should be in division games. The reason for that is you spread it out over the over the uh, the country, right? Right now we have an American League that is only in one state. 
How many people are not watching because of that? You've you've already pulled most of the country away from this when you have three West teams in and only one East team. You know what I mean? Half the country doesn't yeah. even care anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and that's, you know, right. it is what it is. But um, like I said, I'm not feeling bad for anyone. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you should do it like those. the divisional round should be divisional teams. Um, beat the teams in your division. Right. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that we got that out of the way, the higher seed, the team that got the bye, right, they get their first three games at home back-to-back right there. One, two, three. You get all three games at home before going to the lower seeds city. Now, right now in the current format, you say, let's go one and one. Let's go one and one in the first two games, and now we have the advantage. When Philly went back to Philadelphia, they had the advantage. Home field advantage was erased from the Braves. The only thing they got was a buy. They didn't get anything else. If they could have played three, they could have went there needing only one in Philly. You know what I mean? If they could have went two and yeah. one, then they could go to Philly saying, all we need to do is take one. That's home field advantage. That's the higher seed and the buy team having an advantage. Also, you only have to have one day off. We'll get to that. Three, then two. If you win a, if you win a game or two as the away team, you've earned the chance to play at home for games four and five. But since you're the lower seed, you have to earn it, right? Let's move on to the championship series. Same thing, higher seed gets four games at home. The final three are played at the lower seeds field. World Series can be different. Keep the normal 2-3-2. I think it's fine. They're not competing each other against each other for records during the regular season. So I think the the... The World Series is fine to keep the 2-3-2 format and, and make sure that it's the World Series, right? It's an American League and the National League is different. Here's the schedule, and here's why I like this. I think Because I think this is important. You talk about the buy and the layoff. Wild card round starts Tuesday. So the regular season ended on Sunday. Wild card round starts Tuesday, scheduled for Tuesday, Wednesday. Divisional round starts Thursday. You want to not be in that wild card? Not only is it that weird thing there, but now you've got to turn right around and get to the next city on Thursday to play the first game. That Once again, giving that higher seed uh, the actual advantage. Uh, not only that, but like I said, uh, those three games, you play back-to-back in the divisional round. So if you're one of those four wild card teams, you've got to play five straight games, five straight days. I don't feel bad for you either. That's what you do all summer long. That's baseball. Yeah. There's a lot of times you play and then you go and then you play again. And if you need to make it a day game because you have to go a little bit further, then make it a day game. Mm-hmm. Not worried about it. And I know they're going to say, well, we can't do that. Well, you already did it. There was games at 3 o'clock in the wild card round. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, don't, don't do that. All right. Now, if the home team wins the first game, you get a day off. It's built in, right? So that's right. not a big deal. It's only if, you know, the away team, the lowest seed, if they earn a second game or not. All right, you get Sunday off, right? It's football day anyway right now. Let's let's get real. You know what I'm saying? Like wild card round or division round of the playoffs, like people are still watching. It's really split. It's football day anyway. Back at it Monday for games four and five in the divisional series, okay? Then there's a day, maybe two off, 
you know, whatever you want to do. The problem with making it two off is if you win the first three games on Saturday, like if you finish, you sweep, you're the, you're the either team, actually, either team. You win three straight games in the divisional round. If you make it two days off, you're not playing again until Friday. Well, you just recreated the problem that you had in the first place. <laughs> Yeah. So you're not going to lose a game on purpose, though, right? You still want the 100% chance. So whatever. Friday, Saturday, um, day off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, if you wanted to do something like that, uh, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday for games five, uh, six, and seven in the championship series. So you, this actually builds another day off in there. Um, or you don't have to, right? Then you get Sunday and Monday off. Again, taking a break on Sunday. You get Sunday and Monday off. Start the World Series on Tuesday, Wednesday. Take Thursday off, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Game six and seven on Tuesday, Wednesday. So this one you do play Sunday, but this is the World Series. Right. People are going to tune into the World Series or football. It just depends on whether they're baseball or football fans. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're at the World Series now. You can compete. So, fine with that. Uh, this has less days off. This has, you know, more of that baseball, right? But it also gives, until the World Series, it also gives extreme advantage to the team who played better in the 162. And that's what we want. Because you probably won't ever convince them to give the pennant to the team who makes has the most wins. So instead, you need to heavily award the, the playoff advantages to the teams who, I'm going to bring something back. Here's a callback. You guys like comedy? Here's a callback. <laughs> you award a serious playoff advantage to the teams who played better. I just don't like that argument. So here's the thing. You don't like having to double dip in the wild card round? Play better. Play better. That's my only thing. Play better. Then you don't have to double dip in the wild card round, right? You don't like getting swept in the division series and not getting a home game? Play better. Play better. And not even just in those three games. But if you played better in the 162, you'd have had three home games. Play better. Because that's when it actually matters. When you say play better, play better in the regular season. Because that's when it can even itself out and you can actually decide who's better. I just talked about the Royals who lost 106 games who, quote-unquote, played better than the Astros in Houston in September, and Houston's in the championship series. So don't say play better about a three-game series because that doesn't matter. Like, that can happen at any moment. It's a crapshoot. It's random. All that stuff. When you want to say play better, then do it over the course of 162, and you don't have to go on the road like this. Play better, right? Now that now that argument actually means something. It's not ridiculous. Any yeah, thoughts? I, I get that. I don't like I don't like that setup. Why? I don't like three straight home games and then you have to go to the road for two. I mean, if you basically you're saying either sweep at home or you're not gonna or you don't have home field advantage anymore. No, you no, you get home field advantage because you get the first three. If right. you win two out of three, you only have to win one at home or on away. I mean, on the road, right. you only have, and that's what teams are saying right now with the Phillies in the format that it is now. If you can just take one on the road, you you now have home field advantage. 
just don't know if I agree with that. If I take one, I've I, now I have two games to win at home. I know that you still, but I also just don't like all the days off, right? So you're not, you're creating only one day off instead of two. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because you're the wild card team, you didn't start your ace on game one. The Braves started their ace game one, which mm-hmm. means game three and four, they don't have their ace, right? But your one and two are probably pitching on your two home games. Or at least one of them, right? So you have the advantage here. Now now your top pitchers are going against their secondary pitchers instead of the other way around. So if if you're on the road and you play those three games, you go to games four and five, you are going to get your top pitchers now. They are going to get to play, to pitch at home for games four and five. But you've earned that by taking one of those games. Or two of them, for that matter. But that home team gets that home team home field advantage for those first three games, and there's no way that you get to see their one or two pitchers. Maybe their second pitcher. If they win the first game, if they're that, you know what I mean, you might get there. But you won't see their ace until you go back to their field. So you have an opportunity there. You know what I mean? And yeah. in a lot of cases, unless you're if you're a really good team and you've got, I mean, even Philly, they've got two guys at the top of their rotation. With, with Nola and Wheeler, not many teams have that. Right. Not many right. teams do that are, that are coming into that situation. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and if they do, then they're built for that. And I think that's it for Philly. I think they're just built for the postseason. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, you did give, I mean, you understand what I'm saying with like, I, I just get so tired of hearing somebody say play better. Anything can happen yeah, in one day. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you right. play like one guy, like Clayton Kershaw had a bad game, took the Dodgers out of it. That doesn't mean that the whole Dodgers organization played bad for one day. You know what I'm saying? One guy right. did. And that's why 162 makes such of a bigger such a bigger deal there. Because you get an opportunity for the collective to play better. Not right. in a three game series. That, that that doesn't that is that has nothing to do with it. And like I said, football's different. You prepare all week for Sunday. Right. And so it's it's a completely different animal. Right. When you say play better in football, I actually I subscribe to that because mm-hmm. you had all week to do it. Right. You have to put a game plan together. You have to execute better. Right. And you did that all year. Mm-hmm. That is the way your sport is played, where baseball is not played that way. So to say play better in a three-game series when, like, it's just different. Like, that's how you played all year. But you had, like I said, the Royals swept. They won five out of six in a matter of eight days. But look at the other, Look at the way it was. They're, like, separated by 40 wins over the course of 162. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I don't know if 40 is the right number either. Math. <laughs> Ultimately, here's what it comes down to, man. Baseball's not fair. It never has been. It never will be. Actually, sports are not fair. None of it, right? It's just not because somebody could perform. Somebody could do something out of the ordinary any day. Mm-hmm. I can't say that there's a sport where the best team wins 100% of the time. And if that was the case, there wouldn't even be playoffs because we already know who's going to win. Right. Specifically baseball. We would already know because we already know who the best teams are. Now, granted, injuries, things like that can happen and that could change some of those, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. The fact that, um, you know, uh, I said earlier about Rosati bringing up 
March Madness. That's probably the single biggest example. There's probably no better example than that because you actually have a bad team that can beat a number one seed, like a team that's actually bad, and then turn around the next game and get crushed because they didn't have any business being there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But on that one day, they knocked out the number one or number two seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They had their magical moment. Mm -hmm. It happens. Life's not fair. Um, And he also brought up what you said, too, about the less than desirable teams ending up in the finals. And you're kind of like, wow, it's fun while it lasted, but now I got to watch this. <laughs> Wouldn't, do you think teams would rather see the Dodgers and the Braves in the championship series? You think that like f- baseball fans be like, I want to see those guys go at it. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, I like this is, this is where I'm like almost doubling back, but, I'm trying to tread carefully so that I'm not doubling back on what I've already said, <laughs> but I do like the 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 wild card teams just go there. I mean, the I do like to see them advance. I do like to see the underdog get the victory. Mm-hmm. Like to see the upsets, mm-hmm. but I just think that sometimes you're you're. I don't like seeing the upsets created. I don't like seeing the the better team put into a disadvantage to make it the opportunity for the upset to happen more frequently. Yeah. I does think, that make sense? I think I'm it does. I'm trying not to it, double back. Well, I, but, I want to see the best teams advance. On the, other, on the other hand, I don't mind seeing an underdog advance either. Let me ask you this. Let me ask. Let me put it this way and see if this is maybe the, the path you're going. And we're, and we're out of time here, but like I said, the real ones, they're hanging out with us. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody else has already turned it off. The team who put in the work, whether that means spending money, uh, dealing away prospects, that's actually, you know, that's some, that's a, that's a, that's a sacrifice. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a risk. Dealing away prospects, putting in the work, playing hard, Staying healthy, those are those are skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know this, right? It's hard to stay healthy, and people are intentional about doing it. And if they can, that's a kudos. That's not just a luck thing. That's kudos, too. But staying healthy, putting in the work, winning games, you earn something. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like what you're saying is you don't, you know, there should be something that you earn. And so while you do like the underdog, you're also saying like, yeah, but I also do, you know, I respect it. So what you're saying is I don't have to do those things. I can sneak in, be the underdog, not get rid of my, like not take that risk of getting rid of prospects, not lower my, my, my profit margin by, by buying Trey Turner or, you know what I mean? I'm, it's funny because they're a wild card team, but. <laughs> um, but they're not though. They're a team that went all in, right? Yeah. They've went all in. Most of their team is built off of free agency, right? Mm-hmm. The Phillies are a team built for the postseason. Um, you could say the Padres and the Mets as well, even though they're not there. The Padres had a slight chance of getting in as that quote unquote underdog team with the highest payroll in baseball. Well, no, the Mets. So one of the highest payrolls in baseball. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right. in a yeah. way, they wouldn't even be an underdog story, much like the Phillies really aren't either, right? 
I mean, I told you at the right. beginning of the year it was going to be Philly or Atlanta. Because yeah. to me, those were the teams. And, you know, I mean, obviously San Diego and Mets and, and Dodgers are all in that too. But I really liked what Philly was doing. And, yes, they went out and they made an effort. I, so I watched that game a little bit closer, or those that series a little bit closer, being that, you know, that Ashley's the Braves fan and all that. And what I seen in that series, it wasn't even 100% of a disadvantage of the, the Braves having that layoff. Mm-hmm. It was one team playing with all the heart in the world and the other team looking like they didn't have any care in the world. They just assumed they should just breeze through this series. And I, I really, mm-hmm. I really thought it was interesting to see a Braves team win a was a hundred plus 104. I don't care what the number 104, is. 104, yeah. 104 wins. And then they just went into the postseason and they were just, yeah. Yeah. Just more games. Now, granted, the Phillies were a 90 and 72 team, which is the same as the division leading Astros. Right. So it's not like they were, you know, same as right. as same as the Rangers. They were mm-hmm. 90 and 72. So we're looking at like 90 win teams there. Um, with the exception of uh, of the Diamondbacks, who are an 84 win team. And so, you know, and the and the Marlins were an 84 win team too. And I will tell you this. The Diamondbacks were always a better 84 team, 84 win team than the Marlins were. I've said it over and over again. I didn't think the Marlins were that good. Yeah. The Diamondbacks a little bit different. They actually have young pitching. They actually Corbin Carroll is is the real deal, man. Mm-hmm. And he's made a huge impact on this team. And he had a super long, really bad streak, right? Mm-hmm. And and it hurt their team. And he's back and doing damage. And they're young and they're you know, they're exciting. And so, yeah. but at the same time, they could have added, they're in Phoenix. It's not like they're in a small place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever. I'm not getting into markets and money and all that. Like, that's not, it's not the point of this. <laughs> the point is, is like, they snuck in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They snuck in. If it wasn't for the Cubs falling apart, they wouldn't even have got in. Well, I guess one of those teams wouldn't have got in, right? Right. But either way, um, I don't know, man. I Obviously, this is just a fun thing. Yeah. They're not going to make any changes. They're just not. And they shouldn't. You've got to see. This has been two years. Watch this thing play out over 10 years. Yeah. See how See how it unfolds. Right now, it's not a big percentage of buy teams that are moving on. But after 10 years, you might find out it's more. You know what I'm saying? There might be 60% of the teams with a buy who are moving on. And even then, I'd be like, well, advantage. Not a big one, but these are the playoffs. These are a tournament-style thing. I really think that if you don't do something to incentivize winning more games than everybody else, then teams are going to continue to do what the Pirates are hopefully, <laughs> I mean, because we're not even there yet. But, like, you look right. at the Rays. I mean, the Rays obviously won 99 games this year, but because of a hot start. They weren't actually that good of a team after that. They just got such a good start that they were able to maintain that. I yeah. mean, the, you could say the same about the Diamondbacks. They were a really good team after the first half. And then they played under 500 for the second half and snuck in. Did they make a push? I don't really know. I don't feel like they did. 
I don't I don't know why the Blue Jays made the trade that they did with them. Felt like they gave them two good players and they got Gary Varsho's kid out of it. And I was like, I didn't really understand that move at all. We <laughs> talked about that in the offseason. Yeah, I'm like, you just gave away that. Moreno? Yeah. I thought he was the one guy you couldn't get. <laughs> but either way, I, I don't know. Does this create more of a more teams doing what DePoto says? Now I'll say this about DePoto. He's not wrong. No. This format is going to work right now with all these teams making it in the postseason. This whole 85, 87 wins, you strike a little bit hot. Where were they at this year? Where did the where did the the Mariners finish with the Mariners finished with 88 wins? There are three playoff teams worse than them. Mm-hmm. The Twins, 87, the Diamondbacks, and Marlins, 84 wins. The Mariners were at 88 wins and just missed. Right? So you just get to 90 and you're in. You get to 89 and you're in. Actually, maybe not because it depends on the tiebreaker with the Blue Jays, but you get to two more wins over the course of 162, just two more, and you're in. Yeah. If I'm that team, I say, I think I'm going to battle with this team again because we might be able to get two more wins if so-and-so doesn't get hurt, if this guy doesn't have two bad starts. We had one piece to this, one piece to this team, and I can get two wins out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You pick up a three war player and you're you're there. Well, yeah. Or don't trade Seawald. <laughs> this team dealt away their closer to the to the Diamondbacks in the middle of the, in the deadline. If you just don't get rid of him, do you maybe make it? But here's the thing: yeah. you got pieces to build in that deal. Right. You made a move and you were close. If they keep doing that, they're going to find their way. And the problem I had with his with his conversation is when he said he's doing the fan base a favor. I'm sorry, you've yeah. never won a World Series. You're not doing anybody a favor. <laughs> I, I can say that we think we have a good recipe to be in it every single year, and the, and the Mariners had a great season, a very exciting season. 88 wins is is a good season. You just missed in the playoffs. You're Pythagorean, Pythagorean, whatever. In the, I don't know why I can't say that word, by the way. I stood <laughs> up there with Katie earlier today saying, how do, how, is, how do you pronounce that? And she would say it, and I would try to say it. And I'm usually pretty good at pronouncing things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure it out. Anyway, it has them at 91 and 71. You know what I'm saying? Based on their run yeah. differential. They could right. have been in. Mm-hmm. So the main idea here is, which would you rather have the real ones who are still listening to us? Would you rather be in it every year and have exciting summers going to the ballpark with them having a chance every single day to win and have it real exciting nail biter at the end of the year? Are we getting in or are we not getting in? Are we pushing? Do we make one little deal like a Marlon Bird or or a Justin Morneau, right? Do we make one of those types of deals just to maybe get us over the edge, two more wins, something exciting? Maybe if somebody got hurt, you replace that guy. You know what I mean? Think about it. Just yeah. think about the Pirates being in a position where they were like, oh, um, Cruz got hurt nine games in. Maybe in June they make a move for a shortstop. You know what I mean? Just one of those. Not necessarily going all in and and signing a $300 million player in the offseason, but maybe doing things like that to try to get in. You know what I mean? Is that something that you guys would like to see? Because I, I got to tell you, it'd be a lot more fun every single summer. Yeah. But I don't know. If that's like if you if you if you end up like the Mariners and you do that for 10 years and you have no World Series championship, 
and you and you look back and you say, man, if we could have just went all in one of those years, because I'll, I'll say the other thing, and, and Jim brought this up on the fan forum, you get that one championship and you never stop talking about it. Or maybe that was NS9. Either way, one of them said, you talk about that for a long time. You hang that thing up and you say, yeah, we got it, right? Yeah. And so I say the same thing about the regular season. Like if the Braves could hang a, a pennant up, National League pennant up for winning 104 games, they can look back at 2023, one of the most exciting and best offenses we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah. And you can say that that season wasn't all trash. But now you're one and done in the playoffs, and you might say, boy, what an opportunity we wasted. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be like that. They I were agree. really good beginning to end. That should be celebrated what they did this year. I think there should be, you know what I'm saying? I think there should be yeah. something that they have for that more than just a buy and not real home field advantage. Give them those three games at home. Give them more of a home f- and and the fact that they're playing a team who didn't even get a day off, but maybe, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I think it's fun to talk about, but I don't think it'll yeah. change. But I do think that the, that the regular season thing could. They could incentivize yeah. a little bit more. Maybe the team who ends with the highest record gets a bonus. Throw some money at them. Maybe the team who ends up 104 or the team who ends up with the best record, you get the mm-hmm. last pick of the draft. Well, maybe you have to win the World Series, right? Give right. them a give them a compensatory pick because they finished. They're giving all kinds of draft picks out these days. If you if you have the most <laughs> wins in the National American League, you get an extra draft pick at the end of the first round. I do like that. right before the second round starts. You get another pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give them some sort of incentive to win all of those games and go all in. Yeah, give the Pirates a reason to say we'll sign three players this year because we think our window's opening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it takes. I think this is an interesting conversation, though, and I'm glad that we decided to still go through with it. Because <laughs> I know that everybody else has had their thing to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't yeah. want it to be, like, tiresome. Like, oh, another podcast where they're talking about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I, I, th- I thought it was a fun exercise and a good discussion to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I don't, I still like, I don't think, I don't feel bad for teams who win in the tournament. I don't. There is a little bit of me that feels bad for walking away with nothing after being that good all year. Right. But I don't think that nothing is a tournament. Like, dude, this is a tournament. That's the way it goes. Yep. And and it's not play better because they did play better. They should get something for it. But right now, there's nothing for it. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I don't, and I especially don't feel bad for the Braves because I think the Phillies are really good. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they lost to the Diamondbacks. Right, right, <laughs> right. I mean, the Phillies are good, and they're, they they always seem to get hot at the right time. Yep. Well, and, and like I said, because they're built for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're just built for it. Yeah. Okay, you got a pick. You got a pick for who wins. Let's do ALCS first. Rangers, Astros. Who's your pick? I want the Rangers to win. Okay. that's Yeah, we should say that. I want the Rangers to win too. Because I feel like they're a team that went for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick them too. You're picking the Astros? The Astros. Yeah. Okay. NL? 
Phillies. Yeah, I have to go with the Phillies. I picked them to win the World Series at the preseason. So I said that the that the Braves and Phillies will play each other, and the winner of that will win the World Series. So I can't go back on that. I have to continue to pick them because I'm still in. So, all right. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks. <laughs>